0: hello welcome to the body mind spirit podcast a podcast for the idea crucible an online magazine based around body mind spirit integration and therapy for public and practitioners alike my name is eric moya and i'll be your host please check out the full idea crucible site at www.theideacrucible.com there you can find articles blogs webinars and peer supervision groups all based around body mind spirit integration Today, we're talking with Allison Williamson, and our topic is around the menstrual cycle and the psyche. Allison began her career as a practitioner of traditional Chinese medicine and has expanded her practice to include craniosacral therapy. Over the course of her clinical practice, she has developed considerable expertise in women's health, as well as teaching pregnancy yoga and running childbirth preparation workshops. Currently, she runs the Plum Blossom Clinic in the UK with her husband, Rob, and also happens to be a mother of two children, and in her words one of whom has the superpower of autism and the other the power of awesomeness. And so that you know, Allison is also the author of the January 2018 featured article of the month on Mindful Menstruation, How to Use the Whole of the Cycle to Connect with the Psyche. Onward. So to get us started, I was wondering if you'd be willing to talk a little bit about uh, your background that leads you up to what we're currently talking about.
1: Yeah, so I'm an acupuncturist and um, craniosacral craniosacral therapist they're my main therapies as an acupuncturist I did naturally kind of attract fertility clients so I I studied that to some depth and then because I was working with fertility clients I then ended up working with pregnancy clients so I studied around that as well so I trained to be a doula I just did the theory training rather than the practical training because At this stage of my life, I can't leave the house at, at, you know, a couple of hours notice and and go out for who knows how long. But the, the training really helped me working with my pregnancy clients. And I trained to do childbirth preparation classes because... I think the birth experience really impacts on the child and has reverberations for the mum as well. So I felt that was really important. And yeah, I, I teach childbirth prep classes and I teach them with my husband, Rob. Because we teach them for couples for the mum and the dad and generally the mums read all the books and get really into it and have a pretty rough idea what's going on but maybe the dads not so much so we we aim it at the dads and that's why Rob is really useful from that point of view because it's a male eye view as well so yeah I really like to train around the subject as well so I think maybe you've had a secret love affair with wombs you know it's it's one of the strongest muscles in a woman's body mm-hmm. and there's um, one of the ligaments that holds the womb in place the cardinal ligament is one of the strongest ligaments in a woman's body and some women have a, an, an extra ligament and you know if One of the tube, one of the fallopian tubes has been removed and the other one will just kind of lean across and get the egg from the ovary. And I just think it's a really fascinating. Yeah, it's a completely underrated organ. Um, So, yeah, I think I'm kind of secretly in love with it a little bit. Yeah, so that's how I got to to where I am.
0: All right. It's just really become uh, it's become a topic of passion for you.
1: Yeah, I think it has, yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Now if you would so tell us a little bit about the ideas and the theory that you're proposing in the article that you wrote.
1: Okay. So talking about mindful menstruation, so one of the courses that I went on, it was it was called fertility massage, but it's not it wasn't fertility massage as in making babies so much, although that, you know, is a nice side effect. It was the the physical side of it, as in it was great for blood flow and uh, breaking down scar tissue and helping the womb get back in the right position and digestive system and and all the all the physical elements of it. It was brilliant, but more so, it was about getting in touch with the whole of the menstrual cycle. So because because I do work with a lot of fertility clients. The, the focus tends to be on just around ovulation where for the for women who are trying to get pregnant there's just that that kind of secret hope but if they've been trying for a really long time maybe may be in the back of the mind thinking oh but I'm not really sure if it's going to happen and then that crash when the when the period comes so it was just those two points that generally and even as a practitioner that's what I just mostly used to focus on was just around ovulation and around the actual period as well but this course kind of opened me up to looking at the whole of the of the menstrual cycle and, and using it as a, a tool to connect in with what's really what's really going on yeah in in your psyche and now it's any symptoms that you might be getting are just a little little flag from your non-conscious to say that there's something needs to be paid attention to um, so it's been a real real eye-opener for me real eye-opener and, and I didn't I wasn't sure why I was learning this age in my 40s so I think for me there was a little bit of anger that all these years I've been having periods and never looked at it in a positive way and a little bit of grief that I'd missed out all these years on um kind of the power of the the menstrual cycle there there was one point in my life when my personally for me my periods were that bad that I was counting how many periods I would have left before the menopause that uh, how many times I'm going to have to endure this and now because I've connected more in with my cycle I'm just like oh, I, I really hope I can put the menopause off for a little bit longer because it, each time that I go through this cycle I can connect in with myself a little bit more and um, so that's been a massive shift for me personally and then of course that has repercussions with with my clients as well that sounds like a huge shift oh massive just yeah, ridiculous no. yeah well I mean all
0: right so what I'm already hearing from you is just a, it's big enough of a shift to begin with from not only focusing on the time when, when bleeding is happening, but to really mm. learn from the whole of the cycle and to basically see what lessons it has for us. And yeah. then part of that shifting into what sounds like appreciation or appreciation for the process rather than avoidance of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely,
0: yeah. Do Do you mind talking just a little bit more about what I was hearing you say? Some of the negative messaging around the menstrual cycle.
1: When we were looking for pictures, yeah, visuals to go to go with the article, <laughs> and we both did we both did a search, didn't we? Yeah, we did. And you, you type in menstruation, and you see women doubled over in pain, basically with a big. Grimace on their face, and that obviously it does happen. It can be so so painful. You know, clients have been to hospital. I'm sure I'm sure you've had the same thing. they've It's been so painful that they've had to go to hospital. But it's not always that way, and it, we shouldn't be conditioned to thinking that every month we're going to be curled up in a ball with with a, a hot hot water bottle. So there's that side of it, and then there's the the negative side is that we kind of get scorned for being hormonal or having premenstrual tension and it yeah it's kind of ridiculed so that needs to stop yeah i think they're the the negative sides of the the menstrual cycle
0: yeah okay so tell me a little bit about them about your model then the the model that you're proposing for how well women and actually not just women how all everybody can learn from the cycle
1: uh one kind of theory that that we explored on the um, fertility massage course was the the idea of using the uh, natural seasons um, as a, meta- a metaphor for the the kind of the changing energies that come with the the cyclical hormones of menstruation so for example if we think of winter is when you're actually on on your bleed. Really, it starts the day before you're bleeding, and once you tap into it, <laughs> you get you get these really super strong messages because you're thinking, "Oh, God, these these little." kids in my house and they're talking to me and I can't deal with it and my husband's like doing that weird breathing thing and <laughs> you you just can't you don't have the capacity to cope and then the next day your period comes and you're like oh right it was it was my call to retreat and to slow down and to get my cave ready and perhaps I didn't pay attention to that, and that's why I was like, ah, inside. So winter pretty much starts the day before your actual bleed and then and during your bleed. And it makes sense because that's when your sex hormones are kind of bottomed out, they're, they're at their lowest. And naturally, if we had chance, I think most of us would retreat and rest and <laughs> recover a little bit. And I think sometimes if we do have mad period pains or clots or really long cycles. sometimes it's feedback that we're not looking after ourselves enough while we're actually on our period. We're not um, resting during this this winter time and and I think pain sometimes can be a, a, a guide to resting more. That's you know the the archetype of the winter. Mm-hmm. And then coming out of that is a spring. So your, your bleed's finished and your hormones start to rise a little bit and you naturally find you've got a little bit more energy, more optimistic, and you're happier to kind of get out into the world a little bit more. And you can start kind of implementing everything that came to you during your, your winter, t- winter cycle because when you're on your period, you're a little bit more intuitive and you get more of a sense of – what works and what doesn't work so when you come out of that and you're in your spring you can start kind of putting those um, ideas into fruition a little bit more and then coming out of that is your uh, summer season and uh, this is around ovulation so your hormones are peaking you've got loads of energy sometimes uh, high libido and just a, a real got a better capacity for dealing with everybody's demands and you can uh, give birth to your creative ideas. So it's not necessarily about creating a baby. You're creating your ideas. You're creating the kind of life that you want. And then coming out of that is autumn, and this is our premenstrual. So this is when the uh, withdrawal of the the sex hormones they're really starting to dip. This is one of the t- this is one of the the kind of seasons or the the times in the cycle that is is the more negative because externally sometimes you've got somebody saying telling us that we're grumpy or saying oh are are you hormonal or kind of ridiculing you a little bit and also we've got our our inner critic that's just saying the worst thing about ourselves so got that going on internally but then you can be really critical about people around you as well and like you can be pretty pretty grumpy but what we need to do here is look at what's really going on, what's going on behind the grump, behind the tension, behind the the uh, the anger, and and really listen to that message because there is a part of us that's trying to really trying to shine a light on it. So really, we need to slow down and listen. Right, what is it that is really going on here? Yes, yeah, so I find that I find that season really, really, really interesting. And also from a, a bigger picture point of view, autumn. Is the time in life is menopause, so you're kind of really shedding your leaves and really letting go of, of what isn't working anymore. And you're a proper truth speaker. And yeah, sometimes that isn't that isn't liked. It's not a, a likable quality to be a, a truth speaker. So yeah, I think that's the the season that's ridiculed a little bit, the the autumn. But I think it's like when the it's like Halloween with a veil. Is thin between this world and the spirit world. It's like that. The veil is really thin between what's going on consciously and what's going on non-consciously. And just, it's really good if you can tap into that, figure out what is that's really going on. So that's the like the most basic level that I can give it, that that I can explain it. You know, there's a light and a shadow to to each phase. But I think what's important is to experience your cycle. So don't think, oh, well, I'm ovulating, I'm supposed to have loads of energy. It's what's going on for you. And the best way, the most simplest way, is to chart your cycle. So if anybody has has never done that before, what what you do is on the first day of a bleed, that would be day one. So you'd write down day one, you'd write down what the moon is doing, and then just maybe a little word or two about how you're feeling in your body, in your mind, in your spirit. And then after a few months, you get this um, pattern that emerges. And it's just properly eye-opening. <laughs> it's really uh, invaluable insight into into how you work. Then once you get your little pattern, you can then use that to, to work your life a little bit. Because you can think, well... This is the days that I I can work extra long hours. These are the days that I need to just do the minimum, and and then you know once you tap once you tap into that, your menstrual cycle just starts starts to change and become less severe sometimes as well. Yeah, so I mean I could go on and on, but um, yeah, that's the that's the long and short of it.
0: Wow, I love that, and <laughs> uh, and thank you for for kind of describing that. You know, it's interesting just hearing you talk about it. So I'm taking little notes as we chat and stuff. I have to admit, yeah. it's the autumn, the one that I get most curious about and hearing, yeah. hearing your discussion of it too. And one of the things yeah. that's kind of getting from me about the autumn is that it's kind of a confluence of events that might lead to conflict because you have mm-hmm. internal changes of yeah. perhaps seeing things a little bit differently, wanting to shed things which might not be serving you, while at the yeah. same time, creating a behavior that other people are going to criticize so it's like this the center point where conflict might come from both internal and external during that yes am i am i hearing that correctly
1: yeah absolutely yeah
0: yeah okay and which makes sense if you got this messaging from the outside you're not being okay (laughs) and you're already Mm -hmm. not feeling like that yeah okay
1: and look look at how we treat menopausal women Mm -hmm. it's like you know they're they're not allowed a voice there's no advertising for even fashion or beauty or anything kind of superficial like that there's no market for it because we're just supposed to curl up in a corner I think (laughs) so yeah it's that same kind of energy
0: sure yeah
1: I I I love that I love that season as well It's, it's just Ah, oh, there's just so much in there. So from a therapist's point of view as well, there's so much good stuff in there.
0: Well, and then in the therapy world again, it, it does seem, or at least in the bodywork world, it does seem like I see a number of women entering that phase of their life, trying to embrace maybe the Crone archetype or the Wise Woman archetype. Does that have a connection for you? Yeah. What you're talking about here as well.
1: Yeah, same thing. Yeah, spring is kind of maiden. Your maidenhood, and then summer is your like creator, and then autumn is like the wise, the wise or wild woman. I quite like wild woman. <laughs> yeah, and then winter is a uh, crone. So you can take it and look at it a big, even bigger picture as well. Yeah.
0: Well, it would be fascinating at some point to dive a little bit more into where there is both shadow and light in each of those. I imagine that would be yeah. for a, a longer podcast or a longer article, but that, from an archetypal point of view, that sounds like that yes. stuff to me. Yeah. A couple of other questions for you. You mentioned that your shift in your own attitude towards your cycle had also impacted your work with your clients. Would you say a little bit more about Yes.
1: That? You know, when you go on these courses, you're working on yourself. And there's there's a shift in you, and then whatever course you've been on, you attract <laughs> you attract those those kind of clients. So I, I think for for me, having living it, so not just going on a course learning learning about it, but I I live it as well. So I am charting and I'm uh, doing all self care and just really trying to connect into that to that side of myself. I go to women's circles and red tents, and you—you uh, you, you you, you must have red tents where you are. You must have heard about them, or is it—is it, is it a thing where you are?
0: Uh, it's not a huge thing that I'm aware of, and, and but no. just for the sake of the listener, if you would, just explain what a red tent is.
1: Oh so a red tent is a women's circle for anybody who's uh, start you must have started your period but then you can go right through to, to menopause it doesn't matter if you've if they've stopped your period and it's a, a group of women that come together uh, sit in circle share so a little bit like we we do on our courses when when we come together in circle and and we really share what it is that what we're living at, at that time and then you know there'd be it's different every every month there's um dancing or food or meditation or whatever but it's this this safe space and and generally it's not profit thing generally it's a, a donation and the money goes to um like a woman's shelter you know Um so it's, it's not like a business thing and it comes from the days when women would literally, when they were bleeding, because there was no artificial light, so all the women would um, usually kind of bleed at the same time, and usually on the the dark moon, they would literally go into a red tent and just bleed into the moss or the straw, and they would sit and tell stories and not be doing any chores, just being and not doing, and yeah, and then they get that chance to gain that insight from their cycle and from their bleed um, so yeah a, a little bit of that and the best best thing ever that i've seen at red tent is their little daughters coming along you know the 13 year olds or younger who've started their periods and they come and they sit in circle and they share and i'm just like oh oh, it's the best (laughs) so yeah i live it as well so i think that's why there's been a, a shift in my clients on on some level because i'm living it so i'm better able to support other women to Connecting in that way—that
0: makes sense. In the in the therapy world, we sometimes have a saying: we can only take the client as far as we've gone ourselves.
1: Yeah, makes complete sense, doesn't it? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Now, Mm. to be fair, it may very well be that red tents are a thing out here in the states more than I am aware of. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I I, I have to be honest about that. It's not. (laughs) As a a man, it's not likely that I would have become aware of those (laughs) quite the same.
1: Well, do you know what? I only found out a couple of years ago, so. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, and I'm in my mid forties. You know, I've missed out all these years. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Here we are now. Yeah, exactly. Which then brings us to the to the male side of the conversation too, because I know that your the picture that you have in mind. This is something that's uh, fully applicable to to men as well, and would love yeah. to hear a little bit more about your ideas on that.
1: Okay, so when women chart their cycle, they get a little blue of their inner landscape and you know hopefully they'll be able to share that if they have a, a man living in, in the house and men generally I think like to understand women so it gives them not rules <laughs> guidelines which are subject to change I think it, it just helps them it helps them know that it's not always them sometimes it's just us and we've got these flipping peaks and crashes of hormones and we can be proper slaves to them to the hormones not the men so i think it helps the men to to understand and and for them to know that their linear energy is really grounding for our cyclical energy so so we we really we really need that but you know on a very basic level just to have a bit of empathy because when we're, when we're actually bleeding, our womb is twice as big and twice as heavy. And so you can imagine you've got all these ligaments that hold the womb in place, imagining what's happening there. Imagine if your testicles were twice as big and twice as heavy. You maybe wouldn't want to go you know, out on a three-hour bike ride, or you maybe just want to sit and watch... Stranger Things again on Netflix you know (laughs) so on the very basic level just to have a little bit of of empathy with what's going on physiologically but then maybe you know instead of thinking oh my god I've got this crazy woman in the house you could you could say okay what what do you need you understand that our needs are cyclical and, and they're changing you can just say right what do you need rather than oh are you on your period you know, so that's just like the, the basic. And then if a dad, there's a daughter, you know, a young girl in the house, just talk to them about the periods. Because if we're not talking about it, we're turning into something that, that's shameful, that's supposed to be hidden, which is not not a good message. So have that open conversation. You you want her to be able to come to you if, you know, she's run out of pads or she needs a hot water bottle, and and you want to be able to understand her if once a month she's slamming doors you know so yeah I think we have to start with the women getting in touch with with what's going on for us and then we have to be able to share it with men so that they're they're better able to support us
0: I, I appreciate that and, and what I'm hearing you say in that in particular is really what is kind of an empowerment process that yeah you know and I think we could say that generally speaking when I mean people like to feel empowered men and women yeah And that by kind of learning from this cycle and learning that these phases, that men and women become more empowered to work with it a bit more mindfully and consciously, perhaps.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Very cool. And then absolutely, in terms of fathers working with their daughters, and yeah, then we're talking about the future generation too, right?
1: Yeah, definitely. So important. So
0: just changing directions a tiny bit. I think you know me well enough that I'm a big fan of patterns. (laughs) And I'm a yeah. big fan of learning from reflection and introspection. And so yeah. I like this idea that just by paying attention to yourself over the course of several months and even something as simple as a journal, you're starting yeah. to discover things about yourself you might not you know, patterns about yourself that you might not have learned otherwise. Yes. Could you give a little bit more of an example of maybe some things you've discovered? I know you mentioned like when you might be most productive at work and stuff, but what are some other yeah. discoveries that you learned? By
1: pain Um I've discovered that if I don't rest enough when I'm actually on my period, the next month I get pains where I have no choice but to rest. <laughs> I think, yeah, for for me, if I don't look after myself when I'm on my when I'm actually bleeding, then the next the next month I n- I know about it. I know, for example, when you when you gave me the option of doing the podcast um, now, or it was two weeks ago. So I was I was bleeding two weeks ago. Didn't really want to talk to anybody. Never mind do a podcast. So it's like, no. Do you know what? I'm not. I won't do it now. I'll do it in in two weeks when I'm more in my kind of summer, <laughs> more around ov ovulation, more likely to get some kind of sense out of me is that okay
0: <laughs> yeah no that, i think that's a real illustration right there yeah
1: okay good good
0: <laughs> the, the, it helps me is understand our own conversation as well a little bit more where you're like yeah. no i don't want to do it tomorrow but how about in a couple of weeks
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah and,
0: and then you know on the good luck or maybe it's not luck that today just coincidentally happens to be a rare combination of a full moon a blood moon a blue moon and a super moon
1: yeah rare it's like 150 years or something isn't it
0: do you have any particular feeling or theory about how that's impacting our conversation or or anything else
1: well because i'm i involved with a few kind of women's groups on facebook Uh, it's kicking off everybody's going mad and there's a lot of you know people questioning questioning what it is what it is that they're doing and and I can completely relate to that it's like what for me it's like a midlife feels like a midlife crisis but I think it's just the moon because I'm feeling a little bit better now and also there's a difference between ovulating on a full moon, a full moon, and ovulating on a, a new moon as well, because a full moon tends to bring a, a lot of uh, energy. But if you're you're bleeding at the, at the same time, you get that real kind of push and pull with your energies. So that's super interesting as well. Mm. So yeah, this this has been a funny one this this moon. But yeah, I'm feeling a bit better now that it's. I think it must have peaked. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Good. <laughs> Well, alright, so then let me take a little bit of a maybe a slightly controversial turn then on that one. It seems it occurs to me that we're in a particularly big point in the world right now at least. I mean, we've had a real rise of of women's voices in the past several months, really standing up against mm-hmm. uh, standing up against uh, abuse of power and and just Mm -hmm. really wanting their voices to be heard. You know, the Me Too campaign, just an awful lot of powerful men being called accountable for behaviors. How is that factoring, that kind of global cycle factoring into what you think is going on as well?
1: I talked with some women about this and we were talking about, basically, there's a feeling that patriarchy is kind of is, is crashing and, and unfolding. But what we were talking about was that there's no male models for, you know, the men who who are not part of the patriarchy. They're not quite sure how to be <laughs> a man, you know? And we're, we're trying to get rid of, um, the I think, toxic masculinity. We're trying to realize, be aware of it now. But there's not necessarily a a muddle or a way for men to 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 figure out how it is that they want to be so so that's that that's super interesting i am wondering I, I don't know i'm wondering if it's because more women now are connecting in with their their feminine that that, that is then causing the the tipping point in the the crash in, in the patriarchy i don't know but it's a really good i mean i've got a 10 year old so it's flipping good timing for me, <laughs> personally, so I, I, yeah, the only good can come of this. I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Tipping point. That's a uh, mm. you know. It, well, and here I have a website called the Idea Crucible. You know, mm. for me, the whole idea of a crucible is uh, when you you create a container with extraordinary heat and pressure in it, and it's a way for different for different elements to come together and create whole new things. And, Mm. yeah, it's like, okay, so if we have kind of conflict or an awareness happening between masculinity and femininity, femininity, Mm. yeah, it'll be interesting to see what the phase shift is and what the new model happens to be. Yes! Uh, Yeah, it's uh, it's good Good timing, isn't it? Yeah, and you said an interesting phrase earlier. You you talked about the connection or the interface between masculine linearity and feminine cycle whatever that <laughs> cycle
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, and that's interesting. how does linear and cycles combine?
1: So male energy tends to be they I hope this doesn't sound like I'm generalizing but men hard, are really good <laughs> <laughs> men are really good at focusing on one task at a time uh, and that's brilliant and women are really good at focusing on seven tasks. At a time but then anything more than that and it and it, it's it you go into overwhelm and then you go into depletion etc etc so because we're, we're because we are so cyclical and because we've got all these tabs open at once it's really grounding for us to have this male energy that's kind of just going along this one line and this one track I, I'm I'm kind of lucky that I've got a um, a man who is happy to make me happy. So he's good with my kind of (laughs) waxing and waning and ebbing and flowing, and he's managing to stay stable. So, (laughs) I know. So. Yeah, I think the two together, you can't have everybody waxing and waning and you can't have everybody just going along one track. So the the two together really complement each other, ideally. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah,
0: it sounds fascinating. (laughs) (laughs) So one last question for us, then, because as you talk, I really get the sense that you're not just talking about menstruation. You're talking about basically helping create a new model for how the world can work a little bit better for how men and women communicate better with each other uh can even become more mindful and more conscious about their interactions and how they contribute what is your wish overall
1: (sighs) i've got quite a lot quite a few i think like as you as you just kind of put that in it in a nutshell for me i was thinking about you know um we've got i think you've got it over there as functional medicine where (laughs) GPs are, are training in, in lifestyle medicine, so rather than first protocol being ph- pharmacology, they're looking at how you're sleeping, how you're eating, how you're exercising, and, and how you're meditating. And I think one wish would be that me- menstrual health maybe ki- maybe came under meditating. Uh, you know, it takes a second, it takes a couple of minutes just to go right what day of my cycle am I on? Where am I at? How am I feeling? And just just to jot that down. And you can do it on an app, pen and paper. It just doesn't take any time at all. So just to have menstrual health as part of, of your diet and exercise and sleep, etc. That's one wish. Another one is that, like I say, I'm in my mid-40s. And I'm only just learning about this menstrual cycle awareness, menstrual cycle health, and this is just insane that I'm the women I'm working with are in their thirties and their forties, and I'm talking to them about it, and it's new to them as well. And a big wish would be to talk to girls who, before they've even started the periods, so probably. 8 year olds because girls are starting their periods earlier these days so get talk to them before they've even started their first bleed and make the periods make sure that they know about the empowering aspect of it and make sure that they're using it as a, a self-care tool because you know the the women I'm working with are uh, Burn out from from linear living and, and not listening to that inner wisdom, and where we're all self medicating, and there's an epidemic of gynae issues, and you know boundaries. And talking to women about boundaries at this age, and it's like, no, needed to learn this when I was eight. So that would be a wish. Yeah, which yeah, it's a that's a big one. So I think yeah, that's enough. Yeah, to get 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 to the girls before they've even start the periods and obviously the, the boys as well so it's not a I think in my daughter's school they taught it separately the, the girls went into a room to to learn about periods and the, the boys were separately it's like oh, I'm not sure I'm not sure about that one yeah we need that male and female energy so it's surely the, if the boys were learning that it's useful if the girls are not doing any heavy lifting or super hard sports while they're bleeding and they have this change in their hormones and and not to poo poo it and and ridicule it that would be the biggest wish and i think having a 10 year old daughter probably drives that wish
0: sure do you believe that men have cycles
1: Mm, i do yeah obviously not monthly but yeah i think they go through bigger bigger cycles do you
0: I do. I'm, I've, I actually do believe that, I'm, uh, but I don't know that I have any concrete ideas on what that looks
1: yeah, like. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying.
0: Other than to know that, yeah, sometimes I just feel chemically different than other times.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> well, Miss Allison, thank you so much for your time today. This has been a, a delightful and fun conversation.
1: Oh, good. Thank you.
0: <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Allison. I certainly did. And I always enjoy hearing ideas and perspectives that reveal and highlight our assumptions about the world. Please check out Allison's excellent article titled, Mindful Menstruation, How to Use the Whole of the Cycle to Connect with the Psyche. And, of course, you can find it at The Idea Crucible, an online magazine based on body-mind-spirit integration and therapy at www.theideacrucible.com. Thank you, and safe journeys.